Welcome to the Ridge Life Podcast. We at Pleasant Ridge Christian Fellowship trust this message will be an encouragement to you. Please join with us as we look into God's Word with Pastor Mike Bird. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 24. And if you're just joining with us, uh, we have uh, started this uh, journey going through uh, the Olivet Discourse, and of course, this is uh, Jesus' sermon, uh, which has spawned on uh, primarily because of some questions that the disciples ask. And uh, the question is asked about uh, what your uh, what the end uh, will be and the sign of your coming. And uh, then the Lord begins His response uh, from verse uh, four all the way through chapter twenty-five. And this is the longest recorded sermon that we have uh, from our Lord. And uh, so he's talking about the end times, what it's going to be like. And of course, if you remember, uh, the disciples weren't thinking like how you and I think. They thought Jesus was going to restore the kingdom of Israel right then and there. Uh, They were just waiting for that triggering event to happen. And uh, Jesus tells them, no, it's not happening yet. The end is not yet. You will see birth pains that will take place. And uh, that's kind of what we've been going through. We've already looked at uh, a couple of those. One of them was that there was going to be mass deception, people being led astray by many false Christs, many false prophets, um, saying that here's Christ, here's Christ, you know. Um, And then uh, we learned uh, last week about uh, the wars and the rumors of wars and all the the stuff that's going to take place uh, towards the end. And uh, what's important to remember is the end is not yet. So even though there will be mass deception, even though there will be wars and rumors of wars, the end is not yet. These are all but the beginning of birth pains. And so these are indicators uh, that the end is coming. And so this week we're going to look here at a few more other indicators And here's what I would like for you to take away with you today. Don't be fearful. Because if you know Christ, he is your savior and salvation when the end does come. Don't be fearful. Because if you know Christ, he is your savior and salvation when the end does come. So let's take a look here at uh, another one of these indicators. And we see here, uh, thirdly, as we already went through the other two, uh, thirdly, famines, pestilence, tears, signs, and earthquakes are but the beginning. So famines, pestilence, tears, signs, and earthquakes are but the beginning. And so this third description of the coming of the end, it says that there's famines and earthquakes, as we read here in the text, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Now, in Luke's account of this, uh, when Jesus talks about this in uh, Luke 21, 11, he adds pestilence to the list, and then he also adds that there will be tares and great signs from heaven. So we put those things together. We have famines, pestilence, tares, signs, and earthquakes uh, that are going to happen, but this is just the beginning. Uh, This is not the end. 
Uh, so Matthew here didn't include all of them, but when we put them together, we get this, uh, this whole list. And so when we talk about this list here of things, you have earthquakes, you have famines, uh, shortages of food uh, that's going to be there. Uh, you have pestilences. These are diseases and plagues that are going to come. Uh, then he says there's going to be tears. The, the word that is used there for tears is the word phobia, which we get, uh, or phobias, we get the word phobia, like arachnophobia. I'm afraid of spiders. Um, I'm not really afraid of spiders. My wife is, but I'm not. Um, I play with them, but uh, anyways, uh, the whole thing is that there is these fears that are going to be present, fearful sights, terrorizing happenings, horrible events. Then he says there's going to be signs from heaven, and these are changes that are going to happen within the sky itself. Uh, so in that time when the world begins to disintegrate, in reality, it's going to disintegrate. You're going to have all these plagues and diseases, earthquakes, famines, horrible events, indescribable things that are going to be taking place uh, in our world uh, that's going to happen. And uh, the world, uh, I, I believe, yes, so we have seen the world in its share of famines, we have seen in our world a share of earthquakes and, and pestilences and diseases and, and signs even in heaven. I mean, I remember uh, uh, hearing about, oh, this is the, you know, such and such, how many blood moons we've had and, oh, we've seen all this happen. Uh, but during this time, uh, it is going to be a, a very fascinating time to see what is actually going to be taking place as these things are going to be unfolding uh, right before those who are living uh, during this time. Now remember, this is all future. This is all future. This has not happened yet. Uh, and the disciples were listening to Jesus about this, and he's describing to them future events that will happen, but the end is not yet. Uh, notice here in verse number 7. He says, and there will be famines and earthquakes, notice, in various places. Famines and earthquakes in various places. So in other words, these things aren't going to happen here and there um, from time to time, but they're going to come in large doses in many places at the same time. They're going to be happening more rapidly and rapidly and, and quicker and quicker and closer and closer together is uh, what Jesus is trying to tell us. And uh, really, you know, we've had our share of earthquakes, but never to this extent and on such a wide scale, a worldwide scale, that these uh, earthquakes are going to be happening in the history of the world. Uh, now, let me show you a few things about these earthquakes uh, throughout uh, Scripture is what uh, Scripture gives us here. And uh, let's turn over to Revelation. And we'll see some of these earthquakes as they take place. Look over to uh, Revelation chapter 6. And uh, look at verse number 12. So here John gets this vision of the end times. What's going to happen. How it's all going to take place. How everything is going to be uh, laid out. And uh, we see here Revelation 6 verse number 12. Uh, it says here, uh, when he opened the sixth seal, I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, the full moon became like blood. And uh, so he opens this seal, and there's this great earthquake that happens. Look at uh, Revelation chapter 16. Uh, look, at, uh, look at another thing that we see here about another earthquake here, Revelation 16. 
and look at verse number 18. It says, and there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a great earthquake, such as there had never been since man was on the earth, so great was the earthquake. Look what happens with this earthquake. Verse 19, the great city, that's Jerusalem, was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and God remembered Babylon the great to make her drain, uh, drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath. And so here the seven angel pours out his bowl. You're at the very end now of, uh, of these, this time, of this tribulation. There comes a, a voice out of heaven. Verse 18, there's thunder, there's lightning, there's all this stuff happening. And this great earthquake, literally the, the, the city of Jerusalem is fractured into pieces. I mean, just, just torn apart. Uh, because of this great earthquake. Uh, look at verse number 20 in this same chapter. It says, And every island fled away. No mountains were to be found. Uh, the, the, the mountains are flattened. Great hail pours out of, out of heaven that we read here. Great hailstones, verse 21, about 100 pounds each. Hailstones, 100 pounds, weighing 100 pounds. Boy, I think it's bad when I have to get the, the salt and take it down to the basement, you know, 40-pound sacks. Can you imagine a 100-pound hailstone coming out of the earth, coming out of the sky? Boy, that's, that's intense. And he says, they, uh, the, 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 the hailstones fell from heaven on people and they cursed God for the plague of the hail because the plague was so severe. And so uh, this earthquake, this very end, and so we see this. But there's another massive earthquake that we just saw here in uh, Revelation uh, 6 as well. So the, the end time will be characterized by great earthquakes like there's never ever been before. And uh, we'll know that we're getting near the end because there will be these large earthquakes. Look at uh, Revelation chapter number 11. Look what he says here about uh, some of this stuff. Um, we see here Revelation 11, verse number 13. And here I think we're getting a little bit more closer to the end. Look what he says. Uh, and at that hour, there was a great earthquake. And look at this. And a tenth of the city fell. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake. And the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. So here we have this, uh, this earthquake that takes place. This happens in the city of Jerusalem. Uh, so Jesus said it'll be a time of earthquakes. And indeed, it, it really will be a, a time that is going to be very terrifying with, uh, with the earthquakes. Now look at this, the other thing that Jesus says. He says there's going to be earthquakes. Then he says that there will be a time of famine. A time of famine. Look at, uh, again, Revelation. Flip over to Revelation chapter 6. And look what uh, he says about these famines that are going to take place. Look at uh, verse number 6, Revelation 6, 6. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Now a denarius is a uh, one day's wage. So a measure of wheat is a pint and a half. And so basically he's describing what is going to happen here. He says, you're going to work all day 
And all you're gonna get from it, your wage is gonna be about three quarts of grain. What can you make with three quarts of grain? Maybe a loaf of bread? He says, this is gonna be worldwide famine going on. People are gonna work all day and that's all they're gonna be able to have is just maybe enough for some bread. Uh, Look at this uh, disastrous conditions that he continues on here. Look at verse number seven. And I looked and behold, a pale horse and its rider's name was Death and Hades followed him and they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beast of the earth. Wild beast of the earth killing people. So uh, we see here that they have authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine, with pestilence. And so the famine will result in a part of the fourth of the earth starving to death because there's not enough food to go around. Uh, Chapter 8 of Revelation, take a look at this. Here you have uh, trumpets now. And you're moving a little closer to the end. We're getting closer and closer. And uh, there's hail and fire mixed with blood that are thrown down upon the earth here. And uh, notice what happens here. He says that this, uh, this uh, look at verse number seven, Revelation eight, verse number seven. It says, the first angel blew his trumpet and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood and these were thrown upon the earth and a third of the earth was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. And so uh, that's going to create famine, isn't it? All the trees are going to be burned up. The grass is going to be burned up. Things aren't going to grow. Crops are going to suffer. This is going to create a lot of famine uh, in the earth. Uh, Look at verse number nine. Look what he says here. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. So all the fish that are in the sea, a third of those are going to die. People that rely upon eating fish, uh, they're going to starve. And then the ships that transport, you think about the ships that, that transport food and goods back and forth, they're going to be destroyed. So that's going to create uh, another uh, part of this famine that's going to take place. And so uh, these things are all going to happen. Look at verse number uh, 10. He says, the third angel blew his trumpet and a great star fell from heaven blazing like a torch. And it fell on the third of the rivers on the springs of the water. And so this fresh water now, because the water is going to be turned uh, bitter, the fresh water is going to be turned bitter, and he says, you will not be able to drink it. And so all the fresh water that we use for irrigation purposes, uh, to growing food, uh, it's not going to be there. So all of this is going to happen, all of this famine, and so people are going to die because of the waters. Look at verse number 12, he says this, The fourth angel blew his trumpet and a third of the sun was struck and a third of the moon and a third of the stars so that a third of their light might be darkened and a third of the day might be kept from shining and likewise a third of the night. What does that have to do with famine? Well, everybody knows that uh, our sun and our solar system and all those things take place in growing crops. 
Well, when you have the sun not shining like it should and the, the, the moon is thrown off and the stars are thrown off, what is that going to do for growing crops? It's going to affect everything. And so God starts changing all these things. There's worldwide chaos. Crops aren't growing. Fish are dying. The, the ground is burned up. Trees are burned up. Grass is burned up. All of this stuff is happening. And uh, this famine and earthquake that, that takes place. So what about pestilence or plagues? Well, look at uh, Revelation chapter 16. Look what he has to say about uh, this stuff here. Revelation 16 and as you're, as you're moving closer to the end here, the end of time, um, we see these birth pains and you see these, these pouring out of the bowls that uh, John sees, these, uh, these bowls of judgment are, are poured out. And uh, look what he says here in uh, Revelation 16, verse number two. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. So those that did not receive the mark of the beast, did not worship uh, the image, uh, these the sores, these pestilences do not affect them. But those that do receive the mark and those that do worship the image, uh, they are going to have sores, painful sores that are going to be brought upon them. Uh, so there's going to be this terrible plague that's going to come upon that brings a grievous sore upon people. It might be some kind of a form of cancer. It, uh, uh, it could be some type of a, a, a horrible uh, infection that's going to come upon them. But God says that there's going to be these sores that are going to happen to those people that worship the beast. Um, Look what it says here, and the angel says about this angel, the second angel. So the first angel pours out his bowl. Look at verse number three. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse. And every living thing died that was in the sea. And so he pours it out. It becomes blood like of that of a dead man. And uh, if you remember back when we talked about some of those seals uh, that uh, when it happened that a third part of the sea was affected and he says that the stuff in the sea is going to die. And so you're at the end. It's really, really coming more quickly now. Look at uh, verse number four. The third angel pours out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water and they became blood. And so all the rivers, the fountains of water became as blood. You can't drink them. Look at uh, verse number eight. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. So all of these terrible, unimaginable plagues that are gonna happen, uh, that are going to signal the end and Christ coming. Now remember what Luke says, these horrible events, these frightening events are going to take place. Uh, chapter 6 in Revelation, we, we see all these things as war and death happening. Uh, you see famine and massacre happening. You see the, the, the sky begins to fall apart. The, 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 the moon and the, the sun are all off kilter. Okay? They're, they're, everything is, is being upset and uh, these horrible events. Look at uh, Revelation chapter number nine. Look what he talks about here with these uh, frightening events that are going to take place. Uh, Revelation chapter nine. 
uh, we see some very interesting things that, uh, that take place. Look at verse number one. It says, and the fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. And he opened the shaft of the bottomless pit and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and their air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then the smoke came, from the smoke came locust on the earth and they were given power like the power of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Wow. So here comes these locusts out of the earth and they, they have the ability to hurt people like scorpions and they're going to terrorize people who do not know Christ. And uh, these are going to be fearful, uh, amazing things that are going to happen. Um, they're going to be tormented. Uh, look at uh, verse number 11. Look what he says here. Uh, they have these, these locusts. They have as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit. Who's that? That's Satan. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek, he is called Apollyon. And so he is the destroyer. He is Satan, and these will definitely be terrifying sights uh, when hell gives up all of its demons. It's just going to be oozing out, just coming out, out of there. And uh, what an what a interesting time that this is going to be to see all this kind of stuff. Uh, look at verse number 13 in the same chapter. Look what he says. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God. And so you have this horrible mass occurring. He says, verse 14, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month, the year, were released to kill a third of mankind. And so this great massacring army that comes. Go to uh, Revelation chapter 12. Look at uh, verse number 12 here. So you have all of this stuff going on. And look, look, what, uh, look what John writes. Verse number 12, Revelation 12, 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. So uh, here is Satan. He's thrown out of heaven. He's going to the land, to the earth, and he's going to bring forth all of the evil that his mind can really conceive. Uh, look at uh, chapter 14 in Revelation. Look what he says here in verse number 20. Uh, it says, and the wine press was trodden outside the city and blood flowed from the wine press as high as a horse's bridle for 1,600 stadia. Now you say, what does that mean? Well, a stadia is a rule of measurements equal to about 630 feet. So really about an eighth of a mile. 
So he says here, 1,600 stadia meters or about 1,008,000 feet. So that's to the equivalent about for 200 miles. He says, because of all the bloodshed that is happening in the city, he says, for 200 miles, the horse's bridles will be dragging in blood. So bloodshed just happening everywhere, everywhere. So uh, there's going to be blood everywhere. It's going to be an incredible uh, event that is going to take place. Look at uh, Revelation 16, verse number 3. It says, the second angel poured out his bowl into the sea, became like the blood of a corpse. Every living thing died that was in the sea. So we just saw that the sea turns to blood. The fresh water turns to blood. Sir, the sun burns people. Darkness comes. They gnaw on their tongues for pain. Uh, you can't really imagine what kind of frightening events are going to be taking place. Absolute darkness, injuring People injuring themselves because they're running into things. They can't see. Um, look at uh, verse number 13, Revelation 16. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. And uh, here these uh, evil spirits come. And they gather the world to Armageddon for the great and final battle. We're going to, finally, we're going to battle God. We're going to go up against him. And uh, the whole earth begins really to just fall apart. And uh, so you go over here, look at uh, Revelation 18. Look what it says here, starting in verse number 8. Uh, it says here, for this reason, her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire, for mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. And so you see here that this is man's system. He's talking about her. Um, her here is the worldwide economic system. It's equated as Babylon. And he says the worldwide economic system is going to be judged. All of man's schemes, all of their stuff that they can probably try to do is going to be judged. And uh, he describes her devastation throughout the rest of the chapter in uh, Revelation uh, 18. So Luke says there's going to be earthquakes, famines, plagues, horrible events. And finally, he says signs from heaven. And we've already noted uh, some of these signs here. And uh, really the whole part of heaven is going to be falling apart. Uh, let's turn back over to Revelation chapter 6. And I'll show you just a few of these other signs here that are going to take place. Signs from heaven, Revelation 6. Look at verse number 12. You have the earthquake. The sun becomes as black as sackcloth. Uh, this was even prophesied by Joel in Joel chapter number 2 and then also even in uh, Peter's sermon in uh, Acts chapter number 2. And so you have this earthquake followed by the sun becoming black. The moon becomes like blood is what he says here. Um, and uh, look at verse 13. The stars of the sky fell upon the earth. Look at this. As the fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. Can you imagine that? So he says the stars that are in heaven are just going to fall. 
just like a fig tree, when winter becomes, comes and the, the wind blows and it just blows those figs right off the tree. And uh, he says this is gonna be happening, uh, that uh, they're, they're gonna be coming and tumbling. So it'll be when God shakes the heaven, all the stars here are going to fall. And the heaven itself uh, tells us will depart like a scroll. Uh, so you take a scroll, you, you pull it apart, right? Let go of it, what happens? You imagine? So when God begins to shake the heavens, I'll fall apart. So every mountain, every island is moved out of its place. I mean, this is, this is staggering what's gonna happen. Look at chapter eight. We're back uh, here to verse number 12 again. Look what he says. The fourth angel blew his trumpet. Third of the sun was struck. Third of the moon. Third of the stars. So that a third of their light might be darkened. And a third of the day might be kept from shining. And likewise a third of the night. And so the whole of calendars are going to be completely off. Uh, seasons are going to be off. Tides are going to be off. Everything is going to be shaken up. Uh, and then of course uh, when these uh, final bowls are poured out here. So we see... Um, we find that uh, every island flees away. The mountains aren't found. They're gone. Um, hail comes out of heaven, weighing about 100 pounds each, falling to the earth. Plague. And the Lord says that all of this is just the beginning. Kind of sobering, isn't it? So I've given you a glimpse of the things that are going to be happening and, and really uh, the, these bowls are really the final culmination of, of what's going to happen. Um, but uh, these, are, these are just the beginning of birth pains as our, as our Lord taught us. Now, uh, there's really three more indicators that our Lord gives here about the end of the age in the text, which we'll have to wait till uh, next week. But what, what do we take away from all of this? I mean, we're talking about hailstones falling and sun scorching people, locusts coming out of the earth and stinging people. I mean, what do you, what do you take away from all of that? How do, how do we as believers uh, continue to move forward in all of this? Well, I think it's important to remember that the reason for all of this stuff happening is because of sin having its full. Um, God has always provided a remedy for sin. That was his son, Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, that, that remedy was for your sin and my sin. And I, I don't think we realize how sinful we really are. Because when you see God's judgment being done the way that it's being laid out here in Revelation, that ought to give us a really good understanding of how sinful we really are as human beings. That God would judge the creation uh, in such a way that he would allow these things to take place. Thankfully, Jesus Christ took our punishment. He took our judgment for us. And uh, by repenting of our sin and believing in Christ, um, we can know that uh, we will uh, have Christ as our, as our savior. So if you know Christ, you can rest assured that while these events are, are very difficult to think about, we have a savior, uh, Jesus Christ the righteous. And if you don't know Christ, uh, you got troubling times ahead of you. And it would be wise of you to consider 
your salvation, to consider who Christ is, take account of your own sin and realize that you will be judged for it and uh, to repent and believe the gospel. So let me give you some encouraging words to think about as you go on your way today. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Paul writes to Timothy and he says this, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God, be prepared. Whether the time is favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth, chase after myths, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. And I think all of us can take that to heart and understand and remember that Christ is coming back. He will judge, but it's our job to make sure that we're being faithfully serving him and being prepared for his coming. Let's pray together. If you're interested in more information about our church or knowing the peace that Jesus gives, visit our website at lifeattheridge.church.